Perverted, brought to you by Sputnik Africa. Hello and welcome to Afroverdic with your host Viktor Anakin. Today we are joined by Tatiana Shishkova, a professional Russian vocalist who decided to set up in Uganda in order to make her project of combining Russian folk songs with African music a reality. We will talk about her experience in Uganda, her interaction with local residents and the effect Africa has on her music. Tatiana, welcome to Afro Verdict. Hello, everybody. How did you end up in Uganda right now? Tell us about the journey that brought you there. It's going to be a short story, right? Okay. At the end of last year, when my husband and I already understood that it was time for us to start our musical project, our own musical project, not just to be hired as we were before and to start recording a unique album, Russian folk with Ugandan music. And to do this all, we first had to change the atmosphere. So the best decision was to come to Uganda, where we have already our connections, familiar Russians and local musicians. In addition, we were expecting a second child at the time and decided to give birth to him in Kampala. And also the third reason My husband had an old idea of organizing African music tours for tourists and start this business in Uganda. Not just tours for safari and lakes, you know, but musical tours. We're now working on gathering the first group of tourists. So that's how it all ended up. So that's quite a unique story. Are you still carrying the baby or did you give birth already? She is already two months old. Oh, okay. Congratulations then. At the end of April. Yes. That's great. Uh, what do you guys call him? Did you give him a Ugandan name? His name is Ivan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Proper Russian name. <laughs> That's great. I'm really glad to hear that. That sounds amazing. What were your initial expectations before arriving in Uganda? And how were they different to your actual experience once you got there? Uh, well, for me, this is the third time when I visit Uganda. This is my third visit. And for my husband, probably the 10th, I think. It looks like you're a regular in Uganda by now. Well, my husband, yes. He has been here very... Lots of times before starting his business, these music tours. So he had to come often. We already knew something about the country. Well, we were determined to be more mobile. We wanted to buy a car here and drive everywhere ourselves. In fact, it turned out that it's better to use a taxi for the time being. Although the service sector is still poorly developed in Uganda. In fact, our expectations were uh worse than it turned out the food is even cheaper than we thought first second uh much healthier and better quality food on the street and markets than in supermarkets then uh third cleaning and cooking services are cheap you can live here with great comfort but what is missing is public spaces parks there are almost none where you can walk and relax, sit on benches. The city is now only for driving and working. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you mean. I can't really say the same about South Africa because we do have parks and all of that, but not many of them are popular. I think in Russia, people just tend to walk outside more. 
generally speaking. Yes, and yeah. they are relaxed. They they are not not frightened to go out after 9 p.m. for example, yeah. but in Africa you shouldn't do that. Every host would tell you that when yeah. you settle down. Uh, I guess you're right. In some localities you shouldn't, while in in some it is rather safe. In Kampala you shouldn't. Is it? <laughs> Explain to our listeners or describe to them your experience in Uganda overall. Explain to our listeners how you engage with the locals. Well, I've been here since the end of January. So it's almost five and more months. I'm already very used to the brightness in everything. Buildings are bright. They're painted. Emotions, people's clothes, their emotionality. When I leave, I will miss it. The climate is simply magnificent. I carried my pregnancy as if I was flying on wings. The cheapness of life attracts a lot. The minuses. I miss winter. Yes, I do. There is no beautiful architecture in the country as in Russia. And this is also very important for me. I got used to the beauty of not only people that are beautiful here, uh, but also the surrounding urban space. Well, the fact that people generally think, react and understand much worse than ours and are generally not used to either trying for the client or being punctual is a horror. Oh, but yeah. I think <laughs> oh, <laughs> you yes. understand. Yes, definitely, definitely. But it can be developed, I think. I hope so. And it should be developed. I don't know. I guess there are pros and cons to it. Hey, I mean, it just has its own sort of charm because uh, for me, for example, when I go visit my family back home and the moment I land in Cape Town, there's this very, very chilled vibe. You know, nobody's ever in a rush. Everyone's so relaxed. You know, if we get home, Absolutely. By, yeah, if we get home by six or by 12, it doesn't matter. Tomorrow is another day. Yeah, no, I, I kind of enjoy that. It's actually a very, very big contrast to, to the setting in Moscow. Do you know the phrase African time? Yes, of course. <laughs> I live by that phrase. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so if you uh, schedule a meeting on 1 p.m., if a person comes at 1.59, he's in time. Yeah, of course. No, I believe the same thing. <laughs> Let everybody know. <laughs> Uh, no, I guess um, for business and all of that, it's probably um, quite the obstacle. But I think that's why a lot of people in Africa are stress-free. Yes, they can't because sun helps to relax a lot. Of course, of course. You just have to. Yeah. And you said that you and your husband planned to incorporate Russian folk music and Ugandan music, right? How did you guys even come up with that idea? I think that... In fact, no one has ever done this before. I mean, if you're a DJ, you can just mix some uh, African popular uh, rhythms with uh, folk singing. It's not a big deal. But if you really come here for minimum uh, half a year, uh, get on with local musicians, start playing with them, communicating with them, knowing their history, their ways of um, learning how to play. They start learning music from childhood, from three, three years old. Each musician knows how to dance, how to play drums, each one. Uh, it doesn't matter if you are a singer or a dancer, you have to play drums, sing and dance, everyone. 
So if you are Russian and come here and you start knowing all this, your future recorded album should, I think, I hope so, will be completely different from just uh, working uh, online with musicians. Like, you know, lots of music is uh, done like this now. Musicians sit in different countries and do their music just sending each other yeah. online sessions. Oh, well, we tried to do it differently. That's great. And how would you say that, you know, the very vibrant and bright African culture and environment has influenced your music? Well, you, you can't, yeah, I, I can explain. I can't answer this question because uh, how can it influence? The, 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 the disc is not yet recorded and done. <laughs> I don't know what comes out at the end. We're still in the process. Yeah. So I can just describe the process. That's all I can do. I think what I'm trying to ask is were there any specific traditional Ugandan musical elements that you incorporated into your, ah, into your song? Yes. Yeah. Of course. Our whole arrangement is based only on Ugandan folk rhythms and instruments. And local musicians play. Only one Russian plays the bass. He's been living here for 10 years. Oh, wow. By the way, Yes, we live here as locals, not as Mzungu, you know. We try yeah. to communicate with everyone on an equal footing and do not sit behind the fence. We're also going to do a concert in the National Theatre of Kampala. So we'll see what comes out. We'll see. Wow, that's cool. When are you planning to perform? I don't know. Maybe, maybe if we start promoting now, maybe in August. All right, all right. In August, it is quite real to collect the uh, the whole. Yeah, no, I hope that goes well. Hey, good luck with that. Tatiana has kindly provided us with an exclusive sneak peek into her future album. This is one of her three songs, which is called Sashinka. This song is basically a story about a girl who accompanies her beloved to distant lands where she is prepared for the fact that he is leaving forever. At the end of the song, she sings, The one whom I loved, I part with, whom I hate, I reside with. You said that all of the musicians except for one Russian guy are from Uganda. Uh, describe yes. your experience from working with them. You know, uh, by the way, one of the musicians, one of them is the keeper of musical traditions. He's playing with us. Such people as him are known to all musicians uh, all over the country and not only here. And they are in high esteem. 
His name is George Balikudembe. So he introduces us to everybody. If you want to know any specific musician, he really connects us with a big world of musicians in Uganda, in Rwanda. He knows also Rwandan musicians. They are different completely. If you go just 100 kilometers to the right, to the left, you see and hear absolutely different music. George, help us to communicate. Wow. But... Above all, I wanted to say about say some words about the experience. Yes. The main conclusion that I have made at this moment is you need to slow down in everything. While playing with them, I came to this. You need to simplify your playing and performance and listen to all members of the team as carefully as possible. And only in this way, the music begins to grow in level, in quality, in deep meanings. There is no music without dialogue. In Africa, everyone knows how to play in dialogue. And I'm going to practice a lot because I'm really not that much, I'm, I'm really not as slow as them. They're much slower. And in Russia, it's not that easy to practice <laughs> this. And I'm using this time living in Uganda to learn how to be slower and more you know, self-confident thanks to this. Yeah. No, I think that uh, is a very important thing that people of all sorts of cultures should experiment with because it sort of makes your actions more conscious, I would say. Conscious. Exactly. Exactly. Can you share any memorable interactions or experiences you had with locals that left quite a lasting impact on you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, well, by the way, I'm not that social enough to make friends that quickly, but at least, uh, at least it's a lot of fun and funny sometimes communicating with locals. So far, the funniest moment was our giving birth in the hospital with an African doctor who turned out studied in St. Petersburg and spoke Russian to me. Oh, wow. But he spoke so funny that I will never forget it, especially, yes, especially during childbirth. For example, during a medical examination, I told him that uh, the ultrasound showed that I was expecting a boy. To which he replied with this absolutely specific Ugandan accent. And if a girl comes out, what shall we do then? <laughs> you know, with this very specific <laughs> Ugandan accent. Yeah. When you hear these things, you completely relax, even in this situation. And of course, it was such fun, you know, have experience with the doctors, with the way they treat you with the, the way that the, they just behave themselves. I'm in good relations with the people who help me here in everyday life. The keeper of the house, the lady who is cooking for us, they are all very, very helpful, uh, warm-hearted, kind. They are really sympathetic. And what is their reaction when they find out that you're from Russia? Of course, nowadays, only two types of reaction. Are you ready for them? <laughs> yep, let's go. <laughs> okay, the first, I think you would guess, Putin. Of course. He is yeah. cool. <laughs> and so on, so on. Yeah. And the second reaction, are you from Russia? 
Are you gonna uh, go back again? Are you gonna go back? There is war there. Please don't go to Russia. It's so, it's so bad. Well, like this. So the ones who don't, who don't know, who don't read anything except their newspapers. Yeah. They behave like this. But old people, older than 40 years old, well, they maybe they have uh, more brain or I don't know. They can really think. <laughs> they read more. Yeah. They know more. Maybe some of them visited Russia in childhood. I, I, I met lots of people like this. Some of them had education in our uh, Moscow, in our St. Petersburg. So they react mostly like the first reaction, mm-hmm. like this. Interesting. They love our president. Is it? <laughs> they adore him. Yeah, I noticed quite a similar yes. thing in South Africa. Yeah, very sweet. Uh-huh. By the way, are you in South Africa now? Uh, no, no. At the moment, I'm in Moscow because I'm studying here. Uh-huh. I see. I imagine that you would play some Russian music to the local residents of Uganda, right? Have you tried doing that? Well, I haven't made concerts yet okay but of course we are showing to the locals our tracks recorded so the the disc the album will consist of at least 10 compositions so some of them are really done and ready we are showing we are trying to maybe made a video clip we are looking for the ways of distributing our music so like this now Something All right. like this. Here is another song from Tatiana's album, which is called Don't Wake Me Up, where a young girl requests not to wake her up early. However, she does this only when everyone has already woken up, started working and making noise. And how do the locals, how do they receive your music compared to audiences in Russia, for example? Here in Uganda, I think in Africa, in whole Africa, if you can somehow dance to the music, then it is considered good. Under ours, it is possible. So people love it, as they say. And they dance with it. it? No, that's cool. How similar are Russian and Ugandan mentalities? The similarities are in uh, self-sacrifice, mm-hmm. in your ability to work a lot in excess of the norm, and at the same time in your dissatisfaction that you are working for someone and therefore not free. I think these are... Because the slavery in Russia and in Africa lasted for so long, 
it was different, but it was. Yeah. So I think the similarities are in self-sacrifice. This emotion inside every Russian and every African, every Ugandan, that is still, it exists. It's seen, it can be felt when you communicate Self-sacrifice, that's mm -hmm. an interesting one. I haven't heard that before, but I think to, uh, yeah, to some degree you're right. And how similar are traditional Russian folk songs and traditional Ugandan music? Oh, <laughs> all, all, absolutely all music in the world is rooted in Africa. It's true. So yeah, it's just not that easy to explain. You have to play something yourself, at least any instrument, but the common is always visible. So uh, the main idea is that Africa is the root of every, any, any, any music of the world. So uh, all folk melodies are born with this African um, effect, I would say. It's a, it's a complicated question, by yeah. the way. No, of course, of course it is. <laughs> Have you been to any other countries, Ethiopia, Kenya, or any other countries in Africa? I have been to Ethiopia and South Africa. I'm, I grew up in South Africa, yeah. Did you hear uh, any of the Ethiopian folk music from Ethiopia? Ethiopian folk music, sure. Yeah, I mean, to some extent, I like Ethio jazz, and I have heard Tizita. That's about it. No, I don't know if that's folk, but I know it is a Ethiopian music genre. I see. Ethiopian jazz actually is uh, well. It's surefire, I would say. Yes, but I wanted to say that if you listen to real Ethiopian folk traditional music. It will remind you a lot of folks around the world too. For example, Tuvan is very alike Ethiopian. Yeah. I don't know why. How could it be? How could it expand so much <laughs> to Tuva in very, very from Ethiopia? It's really strange, but it's so. And uh, that's a kind of uh, an answer to your question about the roots. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Well, very, very interesting. How popular would you say are African performers among Russian youth? I can't answer. I don't belong to the youth anymore. <laughs> well, most, <laughs> most likely, I think, we in Russia don't really know anyone from Africa, as it should be. I think these uh, music markets don't cross the Russian and the African one yet. They don't. We mm. think our... Um, Young people don't listen to African music. No, no, no. It's so different here. How do you think we can change that? Well, maybe if tourism to Africa from Russia somehow expands. Tatiana, were there any particular challenges or obstacles you faced as a Russian singer performing in Uganda? And if so, how did you overcome them? When we really do a concert, I will be able to answer this question. The only time I performed in Uganda was in uh, 2015. It was a concert for local Russian diplomats and there were no problems. 
Did you manage to learn any local Ugandan languages or incorporate any African languages into your songs? I know songs in the Luganda language and I can sing along pretty well. In general, only in Luganda I understand something. But I will try to sing only in Russian in our project because I want because I've been singing in English and Spanish all my life and now I'm having a bit of a detox, I would say. Did your experience in Uganda change your perspective on music or life in general? If so, how? Yes, I'm learning to slow down and give answers to any requests much more slowly and think more about my answer. Here people are very slow in everything. This can be learned. Sometimes it is useful. For me, it would be very useful. What are your plans for future projects or collaborations? Can you share any details about them? First of all, we plan to launch a series of tours for Russians in Africa. Show them music, tribes, dances. So far, very few people do this, deepening into music. Next, we plan to do a show with African musicians where I sing in Russian with lights, video, everything is going to be very beautiful. It's kind of something absolutely new. Tell our listeners how can music promote mutual understanding of Russian and African cultures and between cultures of the world overall? Oh, music can only promote if people have a need for it. If they were brought up on good music, which is both folk and classical. Pop music is not enough. If you ask me how, I don't know, music is emotion. If emotions can heal people, then good music will always heal. If people are told and shown more, they will not remain dissenting. I'm sure of that. And this is the final song that we have received from Tatiana, which is called Sadik. In this song, the girl sings, I have planted the garden myself, I will water it myself. I loved my dear, however, myself I shall forget. But the guy tells her not to cry and wait for autumn when he returns and marries her.
And that was Tatiana Shishkova, a lovely Russian folk singer who makes an emphasis on the slow, relaxed way of life on the African continent, which can be learned from and applied to daily life in order to give oneself enough time to consciously process one's thoughts and make the appropriate decisions without rushing. Dear listeners, I hope you enjoyed today's lively and musical episode. Don't forget that you can listen to our Afroverde podcast on multiple platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast Addict, Pocket Cast, Afripods, CastBox and Deezer. Feel free to take a look at Tatiana's website where you will find her numerous songs and perhaps you'll find something that you might enjoy. Check out our Sputnik Africa Telegram channel, Facebook page and Twitter account to always be up to date on local and global events. My friends, enjoy the vibes and until next time. Afro Verdict, brought to you by Sputnik Africa.